the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. The Bible beautifully describes the creation of the first man, woman, and marriage. God made the heavens and the earth with us in mind. Then he made man in his image and breathed into him the breath of life to care for the universe he created. If that wasn't enough, he made woman from the rib of man to complement him. And with God's blessings, they became husband and wife. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander articulates this beautiful truth from the Holy Scriptures. Worship the Lord. What a powerful song. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? I count it a joy to worship him and to stand and proclaim once again the good news of Jesus Christ to the people of God. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. We know that there are so many around the world that have the privilege. And the things we fight and squabble about when other folk are being actually killed for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Help us to keep the main thing the main thing and to treasure the freedom we have in you and in this country to express ourselves in the worship of your name. Help us to hear in the spirit and listen and see and glean from your word. In Jesus' name and all God's children said, Amen. Turn with us once again back to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and then verses 18 through 25. We're not going to just read the whole passage. We're just going to get right into it. And uh, starting with the uh, seventh verse of Genesis chapter 2. The seventh verse of Genesis chapter 2. The message is entitled for those who are here with us for the first time, the creation of man woman, and marriage. The creation of man, woman, and marriage. In Genesis 2-7 it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The scripture says God created man. You can't get any clearer than that. Man was not formed by an impersonal force, nor did he evolve from other creatures that had come out of nothing. The Lord God of the universe created man like a potter fashions clay into a particular shape. God took dust from the earth and formed a man. After man's body was completely shaped into God's desired form from the dust of the ground, it was lying there, a lifeless body lying on the ground until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, which was the very breath and spirit of Almighty God. 
Man was created to live eternally with God. When man rebelled and fell in sin, he forfeited that privilege. Look at verse 18, if you will. And the Lord God said, it is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. The verse is saying, God said it was not good that man should be alone because nothing in the animal kingdom proved to be fit or comparable for man. Therefore, God said, I will make him a helper suitable for him. And then verses 19, 20 says, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. You see that right there? Here God is creating, here God is not creating new animals. He is simply restating what he had already done in Genesis chapter one. After God created the entire animal kingdom from the ground, he brought the animals before Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. And by naming the animals, Adam actually demonstrated that he had dominion and authority over the animal kingdom. However, after all the animals had come before Adam and were named by him, still something was missing because none could complement Adam. There was no suitable companion found among the living creatures. In other words, no animal God created in the Garden of Eden could do for Adam like a woman could do. Look at verses 20 and 21. Are y'all looking in the scripture? Verses 20 and 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Because no suitable uh, companion was found for man, God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And while he slept, God took one of Adam's ribs from his own flesh, not two or three, but one, and closed up the flesh in his place and fashioned a woman and brought her to the man. We must be mindful that just because Adam was created first does not make Eve a lesser creature than him. One sex is not superior or inferior to the other, for she too was created in the image of God and like Adam exercised dominion over God's creation. You mean the woman exercised dominion along with Adam? Yes, she did. Where is that? In Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Look, if you will. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Look. Male and female, he created what? Them. Okay, now look at verse 21. Then God blessed them and God said to them. Who is them? Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Look, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So Adam and Eve both had dominion, as you see in the context of Holy Scripture. 
Notice also that the rib was taken out of Adam's side, which meant that a bone was not taken from his head to rule over him. Eve was not to rule over Adam, nor out of his feet, because Adam was not to be trampling all over Eve. But out of his side, to be equal with Adam and to complete Adam. Only a man and woman could have companionship, intimacy, and closeness to love, to comfort, to cherish and nurture one another and reproduce for the purpose of populating the earth. God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. And I know a lot of folks don't like to hear the multiplying and they get, a lot of folks are getting themselves fixed too quick nowadays. But God says be fruitful and multiply. Some folks don't want any children. But God says, be fruitful and multiply. Children are to be born in the context of holy matrimony. huh? To populate the earth, train them up in the way they should go so that righteousness would fill the land because of children being brought up in the Lord. And even in Genesis chapter 9, 1, I'm doing a review, but I'm, you're going to see a lot of other scriptures I'm tying in in addition to what you had last week. God just didn't let me get through. So uh, he told me to review it and then put more in it because this is so critical in the times in which we live. So in Genesis chapter 9 and 1, which I did not say to you last week, it says, so God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, you know, once they had gotten off the ark after the flood, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. If they did not multiply, the human population would have become what? Extinct, right? Okay, now go back to, to, to the original text that we're preaching from. There is also another major point of consideration in the text. The scripture says at the end of verse 22, and God brought her to the man and not another man to the man or a woman to another woman. God created one man and one woman who were male and female, not two males, not two women, one man and one woman, a he and a she. Okay, a he and a she. Uh, in this verse, God did not create several women for one man, which is polygamy. Inherent in this passage is heterosexual monogamous relationship as a divine pattern for marriage that God established in creation. Heterosexual. He took one real. He didn't take three widows, it, it, which would be indicating that he can have three women. Inherent in this passage is heterosexual a monogamous relationship as a divine pattern for marriage that God established in creation. As Pastor Rander continues the most beautiful love story ever told from the best resource ever written, he conveys the role of the husband and wife in marriage. Marriages founded upon and lived out according to the word of God are marriages that last till death do us part and set the God-ordained marital foundation for generations to come. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to feed our hearts, minds, and souls with this sacred truth from God's Word. Though Adam and Eve were created two equal persons and beings, their functions and purposes in the marriage, home, and even in the New Testament church differ. 
And Satan has always sought to reverse the roles of men and women to create confusion in marriage, to create confusion in the home, and to create confusion in the church. For example, today we have, like I said last week, gender confusion. Say gender confusion. Where some men and women uh, are having surgery to have a sex change with hormone treatments. And if we don't call sin, sin, we will confuse our children and it will be acceptable in their sight unless we call sin, sin. There are cases in America and other parts of the world where parents refuse to identify their child's gender, allowing the child to decide at a later time their own gender, even though they are born with specific genitalia. You may change your genitals, but God still sees you as what he created you to be. Unless those who do such wicked things repent, they will die in their sins and receive eternal judgment from Almighty God. This is not a popular message in the times in which we live. I am not here to be sweet on you. I am not here to be politically correct on you. I could care less. Only the truth shall set you free. Satan, from the very beginning, has been trying to, and really successful, at reversing the roles so as to confuse uh, society. And some folk want to be confused. So you got gender confusion, and then you got, you got marital confusion. You got marital confusion with the husbands and wives. Uh, so now allow me to share the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage. Ephesians 5, turn there if you will. Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 25. So Ephesians 5, 22 through 25, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, look at that. So let, let the wives be to their own husbands. Huh? Not everybody else's husband. Your own husband in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Now, a lot of women who don't want to submit to the authority of scripture have problems with this particular text. But it's there for a reason because there has to be order and not confusion in the family. And when you got two heads trying to loot the family, you got a freakish family. That's right. You can't have two heads, two headed anything. I saw on the news other day this cat had, some of y'all may say, y'all saw that? This cat had two heads and two mouths and two eyes. And it looked ear. I wouldn't hold that cat for nothing. The two heads. Listen. You can't have the, the, the husband and the wife can't both be the head because you can't fall in line according to the order that God established from holy mandate. If you just do your do what the scriptures say, you'll save yourself a whole, whole lot of trouble. Now the word head, say head, refers to authority. Say authority. Doesn't mean the husband is superior. And the wife inferior, men and women are created equal in the eyes of God. I can't say that enough. However, God has assigned different roles and functions in the family. And he has said the husband is to be the head of the wife. Sisters, don't ask God to give you a husband until you're ready to submit to the headship. 
and allow him to be your covering. If you, if you don't want to submit to a man, don't get married. Remain joyfully single. You don't want anybody asking you where you've been and you want to come in when you want to and go out when you want to and all these things. And, and uh, well, then stay single. Uh, 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 next, wives, even if you have a higher education, I tweak this some too. Even if you have a higher education, a better job, earn the same salary, or make more money than your husband. You're still to submit. Submission is not based on who makes the most money. A lot of folks don't make I make the most money. Shut up. No, no. That is provoking. Huh? You, you, you are striking at that man's manhood. Huh? You're making him feel less than a man. You don't throw up the fact that, well, look at your check and look. look you, you need to go get you another job. Wait, no, wait a minute, hold it now. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Just because you have a higher education, a better job, earn more money, does not give you the right to think that you should be in charge. Now, the other side of this, thank you, Holy Spirit. If your wife can count better than you, man, and every time you try to do the finances, checks are bouncing everywhere, will you please surrender the checkbook? Whoever can do it better ought to be the one doing it. Just stop getting all fussy over your egotistical ways. Whoever does it better, let them do it for the sake of your fiscal affairs. Huh? Your house going under. list, And you're killing it. You're going to be out there. That's a side point. Colossians 3.18 says, Colossians 3.18 says, Wives, submit this is another scripture I'm adding. Colossians 3.18. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. You in the Lord, you a wife, then you are to submit to your own husband and not listen to other women who said, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't take that. You mean to tell me y'all got joint accounts together? You better get your own account. Oh, no, don't you listen to everybody out there. Mess your, mess your house up. You listen to God. Listen to God. So, wives also, the only reason for not submitting to your husband is when he asks you to do something that violates scripture. If he's asking you to lie, cheat, steal, gamble, whatever, then that's where you draw the line because of your love for the Lord. You're not to love your husband more than the Lord. Because if it wasn't for the Lord, you wouldn't have a husband, you wouldn't have children, you wouldn't have anything. God is first. Amen? And so you draw a line of your submission right there. So you see, my friends, submission is the key to a healthy, well-balanced well home. Wives, you will not be able to submit. Listen to me. I repeat. Wives, you will not be able to submit to your husbands until you first submit to the Lord. God will bless the wife who honors the headship of her husband. Not a strong-willed woman who can say spew out a thousand words before that man can get one sentence out. You know, and just wipe him over the floor. He's not your doormat. You know, uh, so God will bless a wife who honors the headship of her husband. Now, husbands, in verse 25, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. 
Husbands should submit to the Lord and love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Okay? That's our obligation, husbands. Husbands, as Christ gave himself for the church, even to the point of death, we must first die to self that we may love and serve our wives with a sacrificial love. You can't love sacrificially until you first die to yourself, to our, to our selfish ways, to the glory of God. You will to sacrifice for our wives even to the point of death. If, if anybody go lacking, it ought to be you, not your wife, not your children. Huh? You, you need to go like, you need to sacrifice. You need to go to that door when somebody knock on that door. Unless it's just impossible at that moment. You need to answer the phone if it's ringing 11 or 12 o'clock at night. That's right. That's right. You need to do that. You, you need to watch out and be on guard. Make sure those doors are locked at night. That's right. You safeguard that home. You're the protector. You're the protector. You are the protector, man. I'm preaching a balanced message. Husbands, God will honor and bless a man that honors his wife, that know how to respect that loving woman that God gave you. She's a gift from God. God will bless that man who provides for her. She's not raggedy, hair all undone, unkempt. Let her do her nails. That's right. Let her look good. Let her smell good. That's right. Let, let her get pretty. But women, don't overdo it. Okay? Don't overdo it. And minister, men, minister to her needs. She has emotional needs, financial needs. Y'all have physical needs. You got all kind of needs around in there. First Peter 3, 7. Why y'all laughing? I, I don't have to go any further. Y'all got good sense. There's a, there's a scripture y'all need to look at. This thing is so loaded. I'm loving Genesis. First uh, Peter 3, 7 is another scripture we're, we're inculcating. First Peter 3, 7. Come, come on, y'all come on, hang in there. We've been, come on, come on, come on. Hang with, hang with me. Hang with me. First Peter 3, 7. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding. Be an understanding man. Be an understanding man. If you listen to God in the spirit, the spirit of God will help you to be understanding. Giving honor to the wife. That's what you're supposed to do, man. As to the weaker vessel. That's right. She's not as strong as you physically. He didn't make y'all the same. Yeah, I don't want a woman to have more muscles than me. I, I touched Darlene and I hurt my hand. No. Wow. Boom. Ooh. Good night. A woman ought to look like a woman. Ought to act like a woman. Ought to dress like a woman. You ought to love the feminine side of you and thank God he made you a woman. And being heirs together of the grace of life. Look man, that your prayers may not be hindered. Now you think you can talk down your wife Scream and holler, disrespect her, mean, won't speak, acting crazy all in the house, won't have talk, acting stupefied, and then you're going to get on your knees and pray. God is not going to hear a word you said. 
Not a word. Go back and make it right with your baby. Your sweetheart. Matter of fact, you need to get some lovey dubby names to soften you up. Sugar pie, sweetie, honey bun. Get something else in there. <laughs> soften your tongue. God's not hearing your prayer. You talking up down, going whole, not speaking, half talking, under your tongue, under, under your breath. And they think you're going to pray and think God's not studying your prayer. He said, you can't fight your wife and all. Hurry up and make up with her so God can hear your prayers. Now, men say, hurry up and get on with this now. <laughs> I mean, no, this because God told me to add it in. All right. It's nothing like a good, healthy review with some additional kingdom insights. I don't know when I'm getting back to Genesis, so I got to labor in it. Stood, stood already messing with me. He said, you're going to preach through the whole Bible, and you've been two months in Genesis 1 and 2. I, <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. It's too much we need in here. It's too much we need in here. Slower is better than fast. Husbands and fathers are to are to cultivate a loving relationship with our wives and our children. They should never be afraid of us. Man, it is sad when your wife and your children hate the fact that you coming home. They come out, I mean, I mean they got to brace themselves because they don't know what side of you going to show up. That's horrible. Your wife, I mean, your kids all can't wait. They're all over your, all around your pet leg. All, I mean, they get, daddy, daddy. Now to be jumping, your wife is ready to see you. I mean, you ought, to, you, you, you ought to treat them in such a way that they want you at home. Your children don't have any, your wife shouldn't be afraid of you. He said, well, I don't hear them, but your words are destructive. You're ver verbally abusive. That's just as bad. Pastor Rander concludes this message by sharing spiritual wisdom regarding the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage children and parental responsibility in the family, and pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and women in the church. There is no question that God sanctified marriage. He ordained and blessed it in the beginning. If we desire to experience joy in marriage, we must follow God's lead. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it and i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com